Good evening, everybody. You can uh, open up in your Bibles to Psalm 27. We're going to be in Psalm 27 tonight. I just want to say thank you just to everybody that's uh, been praying for us. I appreciate just all the uh, people just coming up and asking uh, me uh, how I've been doing with my health. I just want to just thank you again just for all your prayers uh, for me and for, for, for Emily. Um, I really do uh, love this church. Uh, you know, every single time I'm here, I get a blessing just out of the uh, singing and just the spirit of worship that's here. So um, again, just want to say thank you just for uh, your kindness that you've shown uh, to us. But uh, we're going to be looking at Psalm 27 tonight. And um, this is a, a passage of the Bible that has been a help and a blessing to me um, during uh, some difficult and trying times in my life. And, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be much that I'm going to be saying tonight that you probably already haven't heard at some point, um, especially if you've been in church uh, for, for, for any length of time. Um, you know, this is a, a, a fairly uh, popular uh, passage, uh, but I hope that something I say just is a blessing and encouragement uh, to you guys here tonight. Uh, but before we go into the Word of God, I'll just say a quick word of prayer, and then we'll jump into uh, the message tonight. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you again just for uh, your goodness to us. Just thank you for uh, meeting with us this morning, Lord, and meeting with us uh, during, the, uh, during the worship uh, this evening. I ask, Lord, that you just uh, give me the words to say, Lord. I ask that uh, something I say would just be a help and a blessing to those that are here tonight. Thank you again just for this church, Lord, and just the blessing it is uh, to me, I ask, Lord, that you would just, again, meet with us here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we'll start off uh, right in the f- uh, first verse here, Psalm 27. The Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. And that's the, not only is it the first point of my message, but it's also the title of my message is confidence in God. So that's what we're going to be looking at uh, this evening is having confidence in God. And um, in, in this psalm, David, he writes about uh, some some troubles that he has, and he writes about his his uh, his enemies, these wicked uh, people that are are coming up against him. But despite all these things, he is still able to have confidence in God, and that is because his confidence was not found in himself, but it was found in the Lord. And we see from the first verse there, it says, uh, "The Lord is my light." And my salvation. So, first thing I want to look at tonight is that God is our salvation. So, when we're looking at this uh, passage here, David, when he talks about salvation, he's talking about a physical, a physical deliverance. Right? He's talking about God delivering him from his his physical enemies, and uh, God was able to save David out of a lot of immediate dangers throughout his life. Uh, we know from, from reading the Bible that for years David fled from Saul, and then when David finally became king, uh, you know, he, he still had many battles that, that he faced, but the Lord was with him, and the Lord was able to deliver him out of those troubles. Um, now, for us as Christians, right, our, our deliverance is not a, a physical one, but 
um, God has provided a way of salvation to all men. And that salvation is, is uh, salvation from our sin. And those of us that are saved, we understand that. Um, but um, that, um, uh, that, that is what uh, we can apply from this passage to our life as Christians today, is that God has provided a way of salvation through the blood of Christ, and that salvation is made available to all men. Um, but even after we're saved... God does not just leave us on our own to fend for ourselves. You know, if, if God just saved us and that's all he did, that would be way more than what we deserve. But praise God that God, he's given us his Holy Spirit that is with us, that lives inside us, the Bible teaches us, and that uh, guides us through our life. So we, uh, the second thing I want to look at is that idea of God being our light. So God is our salvation he has provided a way of salvation from our sins, but God is also our light. He is there to guide us and lead us through our life after we come to that saving knowledge. And uh, David here, he was not left in darkness because the Lord was his light. And that light brings confidence. Through the salvation and light that we have through God, we can have confidence in our life. Now, I think each and every one of us at some point in our lives, we've maybe stayed, whether it was on vacation or maybe uh, on some kind of trip, we stayed at a place that we're really not familiar with, right? Maybe it was a hotel, somebody else's house, right? Like this past weekend, I was staying at my, my in-laws. I've stayed there before, but I'm not really super familiar with the layout of the house. And, you know, if you ever got up in the middle of the night, maybe you had to go to the bathroom or something like that, and you're not familiar with where you are, and you're walking around in the dark... Right? You don't have confidence as you're walking around in the dark. You just need a little bit of light so you can see where it is that you're going. But I think every single one of us at some point has probably stubbed our toe or something like that because maybe we thought we were at home and we got up to go to the bathroom and we found out, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm not where I thought I was. I'm in this hotel room or something like that, and I, and I don't have confidence as I'm walking around in the dark feeling around where I am. So when we are in darkness... Right? It brings fear, it brings uncertainty, but the light allows us to walk in confidence. And David, because the Lord was his light and his salvation, he was able to have confidence in his life. And that is available to us as well. The Bible describes God as light. Uh, the Bible talks in, uh, in both the book of John and in 1 John, it, it, it says that Jesus is that light. And when God rescues us from the darkness of our sins, we now have the opportunity to walk in the light as he is in the light. And um, not, not only does that give us confidence, uh, because we, we know that we are walking with Christ, but we are also walking with other believers as well. That's what the Bible says in 1 John, that we have fellowship one with another. So if I'm walking with Christ and you're walking with Christ, right, we are also walking together as we walk with him in, in the light. And uh, we know that we are not alone when we are walking in the light. Even if everybody else refuses to walk in the light, we know that at least we will be walking with Christ because he is that light. And as long as we are in the light, we know that we are not alone. And we can have that confidence as we walk with Christ. Uh, but not only do we see that the Lord is our light, the Lord is our salvation, 
But uh, thirdly, we see from the first verse, it says, uh, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And David knew that he had to rely on the Lord as his source of strength. Now, David, we know from the Bible that he was a very skilled and cunning warrior, right? The Bible says that he was a man of war. Um, But even from the very beginning, one of the first things that we read about David, right, is David and Goliath. Even when when he killed Goliath, he knew that the Lord had to be with him in order for him to have that victory. And he didn't rely on his own uh, knowledge. He didn't rely on his own uh, physical strength. He didn't rely on his own charisma, right, to be able to win that battle. He knew that he had to rely on the Lord for his source of strength. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing for us. We must remember that in and of ourselves, we can do nothing. Everything that we can accomplish is only through the strength that God has given to us. And to accept this and to, and to live this takes a lot of humility. I know that for me, it's very, very difficult for me to ask for help, right? Or ask for directions if I'm lost or something like that. If I don't know where something is in the grocery store, I'm probably not going to ask an employee where it is. I might be there for 45 minutes looking around for whatever it is that my wife might need at home, right? But it's very difficult for me to accept the fact that I might need help with something. But when it comes to our spiritual walk, we have to remember that without Christ, we can do nothing. He is our sole source of strength. And, you know, especially in the, in the, in the United States, it's true for sure, and I'm sure it's the same way in Canada, but... We rely on so many other things for strength other than the Lord. Uh, Pastor Jeff was just talking this morning in, in Sunday school uh, how we, we live in a country of plenty, right? And like our, our forefathers back in the day, they would, uh, you know, they, they would live to eat, but we eat to live. Or, I, I got that backwards. <laughs> so our, our forefathers, right? They would eat so that they could live, and today we live to eat, right? We live in a land of plenty. That's, that's my point. We live in a land of excess, and we have become so foolish in our minds that we think we don't even need God. But we have to remember that if we're going to accomplish anything in this life that's going to matter, we need the Lord, and that takes humility, And David realized this. He says here that the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Then in verses number uh, two and three, we see that there is no reason for us to have fear even when our faith is tested. He says it twice in verse number one. He says, um, whom shall I fear? And then at the end, he says, of whom shall I be afraid? And in verses 2 and 3, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. So because God is our light, he is our salvation, he is our strength, we do not have any real reason to be afraid or to fear. And even when David's enemies were up against him and they surrounded him, He had that confidence because he knew that the Lord was with him. 
and he did not need to fear. And as Christians, we have to understand that um, our enemy, although it's not a physical enemy, it's a spiritual enemy, right? Uh, we don't need to fear that enemy. The enemy is, is, is just as real as David's enemy, um, but we do not need to fear that enemy. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right, but against, against uh, you know, spiritual wickedness in high places, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter number six. Um, but because we know that God is our light, he is our salvation, he is our strength, we do not need to fear. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And when I think about you know, us accomplishing the will of God in our lives, there might be several reasons for why we might fear being able to accomplish that will of God. The first one may be that uh, you know, we, we, we may say to God that uh, I'm not able to do this. I just don't have the ability to do this. Uh, uh, another reason may be, um, you know, I just don't care about this. I, you know, this isn't something that interests me. You know, I, have, I have other interests. You know, this just doesn't really intrigue me, and I don't really care about this. Another reason is, you know, I just don't have the knowledge to be able to do this. I don't have the wisdom to be able to do this. But in that verse, God has given us a solution to those three excuses that we can come up with. God has given us power. He has given us the ability to accomplish his will. He has given us love to accomplish his will, and he has given us a sound mind to accomplish his will. And because we have those three things, we need not fear what trials and hardships that we go through, even when our faith is tested. So that's what we see in the first uh, three verses here. Um, verses four through six, we see the presence of God. We see the presence of God uh, in verses four through six. The Bible says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he, shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So first thing I see in, 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 in this, uh, these next three verses is, first off, a desire for God's presence. A desire for God's presence. And we find that in verse number four. David says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And because God had been there with David through his difficulties, and David had experienced the goodness of God in his life, it created in him a desire to be in the presence of God. And that same desire ought to be in each and every one of us because all of us have, have known the goodness of God in our lives. And because of that goodness in, uh, of God in our life, we ought to have that desire in us to be in the presence of God every day of our lives. Uh, David, he has this desire to behold the beauty of God. And, and at this time, the, uh, you know, the, the temple was not built. But even when the temple was around, the beauty wasn't in the physical building, but the beauty that he's talking about is in the Lord himself. 
And we might meet in a beautiful church building, but the beauty is not really, we don't come to meet because of the beauty of this building. We come because we want to be in the presence of God. Amen? We come because we want to meet with God. And, uh, but David didn't stop there. He says, uh, later on in, in, in the verse, it says, uh, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So not only did David have a desire to be in God's presence, he had a desire to learn more about God. It says to inquire in his temple. And do you have a desire to learn more about God? You know, that's part of walking in the light with Christ is developing that relationship with God. After we're saved, we ought to work on continuing to, to learn more about God, to, to, to develop that, that relationship. And do you have that desire to learn more about God? Uh, next, in verses 5 and 6, I see the protection in God's presence. So not only did David have a desire for God's presence, but in the presence of God, he found protection. And that's in verses 5 and 6. It says, For in the time of trouble... He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. So we see that God, he hid uh, David during his time of trouble. And he says that he set me up upon a rock where he could look out and he could see where his enemies were and if they were coming up against him. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. So not only was there protection in the presence of God, but we also see that there is joy in the presence of God. And David says that. He says, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. And being in the presence of God ought to bring joy in our lives. And that, does, that didn't mean that you know, everything in David's life was going great. We see that, you know, there were times where his enemies were there, and he had trouble. He had times of difficulty and hardship, and it's going to be the same way in our lives. We're going to have seasons of, of, of troubles, periods of doubt, where we don't know why God is doing what he's doing in our life, but even during those times, we can have joy in his presence. We can have that confidence because we know that God is with us, and we are in the presence of of God. Next, I see verses 7 through 13, I see a prayer to God. Verses 7 through 13. Um, uh, first off, I see a prayer for God's continued faithfulness. God's continued faithfulness. Verse number 7 says, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, uh, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Hide not thy face far from me, put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help, leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. And we need that mercy from God, just like David did, because I know that even when God is faithful, I'm not always faithful. I know that God is not going to leave me, but sometimes I try to run away from him. 
And I need that mercy in my life every day of, of my life. I need to continue to ask for that forgiveness because I know that I mess up, that I'm not faithful to God. So David here, he's, he's praying that God, would conti- that God would have that continued faithfulness in his life. And uh, if, if we seek after God, he will not turn his face away from us. It says that in verses, uh, verses 8. Uh, in nine, David says, you know, you said to seek your face, and thy face, O Lord, will I seek. And that's what we need to do. We need to seek after God. Um, verse number 10 says, when my, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. You know, there's nothing, really, when you think about it, there's nothing more natural than a relationship a father and mother has with their child. Um, you know, and obviously, earthly Parents are not perfect. You know, there are some parents that have abandoned their children, and that's, that's, that's horrible. Um, but even if your own mother and father have forsaken you, the Lord is still there. The Lord is still there. He is a father. Jesus Christ is our brother. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. God can fulfill all of those relationships that you may have lost in your life, God will be there for you. And, you know, a good father knows the needs of his son. He knows what he can handle. And he knows what he can't handle. You know, um, yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a perfect parent. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times me and my wife, if something's going on with Theo, we just look at each other like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. I guess we'll just figure it out, try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else, right? Earthly fathers, earth, earthly mothers are going to mess up, right? But the good father knows the needs of his son. My son, Theo, he was trying to run before he could even crawl, right? He was trying to get around. But if he didn't learn how to crawl first, he was not never going to learn how to walk properly, right? I had to to know what he needed to learn next. And our Father, our Heavenly Father, is a perfect Father. And he knows what we can handle. He knows what we can't handle. He knows what we need. We need to trust him. And the good Father knows the needs of his Son. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I... You know, I want my son, Theo, to to follow after the Lord, right? And even if I mess up and I forsake him, I know that if he seeks after God, God will be there for him. And I thank God for that. Uh, Even if I fail him, I know that God is is not going to if he seeks after him. Um, And that's what David prays here. He prays for God's continued faithfulness. But not only that, David prays for God's continued guidance. And we see that in verses 11 through 13. The Bible says, Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. And we need to trust in God that the path that he has us on is the right path. Now, when it talks about a plain path, it doesn't necessarily uh, mean um, that, that there's not going to be any problems along that path. Right? There's not going to be any issues. Right? There's still enemies there. It says, lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. 
But uh, we know that God is there with us. And even despite all those difficulties and those problems, we can have confidence knowing that God is leading us down the path that we need to be on. So David prays for God's continued guidance. And although the road may be rough, we can have confidence um, that God is leading us down the right path. It says, deliver me not uh, over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Lastly, I see in verse number 14 is that we have a reminder to wait upon the Lord. A reminder to wait upon the Lord. It says uh, in verse number 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And David, he says it here twice in this verse, to wait on the Lord. And I think that that's not, <laughs> that's not by accident that he says it twice right in that verse. And he needed that reminder, and we need that reminder to wait on the Lord. And again, that is very, very difficult to be patient in waiting on the Lord. And we need to trust the Lord that as our Heavenly Father, He knows what's best for us. And while we wait on the Lord, it's not just, you know, sitting on our hands doing nothing, just waiting on God to, to, to just do some kind of, um, you know, crazy work in our life. No, we need to be busy doing the things that God has told us to do, right? But um, we need to do that with courage. We already looked in, at, the, at the first verse, right? It says, um, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? We can be courageous again because we know that the Lord is with us. He is that light. He is the strength of our life. We need not be afraid. We can wait on him and trust that he will show us and lead us in the path that we need to be on. And, you know, that can be very, very difficult at times. I know, um, you know, just, just with me and, and M, I'll just be um, a little transparent here this morning, but, or this evening, but, um, you know, we're going to this church in Bridgeport, Michigan. You know, we were serving in in Ohio at a church there. And, you know, the Lord was kind of already working in my heart that we were maybe, you know, the Lord was leading us to move somewhere else. But, uh, you know, the way that we left, you know, it really wasn't the way that I thought it was going to go. You know, and we were, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details, but, you know, it was really kind of hurtful and it was really kind of uh, painful what, what all happened with that. And, you know, for, for a couple months there, we were just like, Lord, what is going on? Like, we thought we were on the right path, and then, you know, we got road closed, <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, now what? Where do we go? What do we do? I don't know. And we had to wait on the Lord for a little bit, and that was very, very difficult. But, you know, you have to trust in the Lord that he knows what's going on. And praise the Lord, you know, it looks like he had a plan through all this, you know? And, um, you know, I... I uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend like I was perfect with everything that happened, uh, but, um, but you know, you just got to trust God that he's got you on the right path. And it was very difficult for us. It wasn't easy. But, uh, but the Lord is the source of our confidence. And, uh, you know, we, we, we couldn't trust in, in, in our own wisdom at, in, in that moment. Uh, you know, 
we, we really didn't know what to do. We didn't know where, where to turn. Uh, but we had to tr- continue to just trust in the Lord, just continue in prayer. And praise the Lord, you know, he, he brought us to that next step. Uh, but each and every person might be going through something similar in your life. You know, I, I, I don't know what each person is going through. Uh, you know, it might be a, a, a health issue. It might be a, some kind of financial difficulty. It might be, you know, a relational issue in your life, maybe with your spouse or with one of your children or something like that. And you just look at God and you just pray to him and you go, man, God, what is going on? Like, uh, I don't understand why this is happening. I thought I was on the right path. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. But I still have all these troubles. I still have all these problems. I still have all of these difficulties. But praise the Lord that even through those things, we can have confidence because we know that God is with us. We just have to continue to trust him and continue to seek his face, continue to uh, seek after God's presence. And through that, just like David says, we can have joy even during those trying circumstances, even during uh, you know, those, those times in our lives where we don't understand uh, you know, what is going on or why this is happening to us. We can have joy in those situations because we know that the Lord is with us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you again just for giving me this opportunity just to speak tonight. I ask, Lord, that uh, you would be with each and every person that's here tonight. I ask, Lord, that you would just uh, you would just be with us, Lord. I ask that you would just remind us that uh, you know what's best for us, Lord, and that we continue to trust you and to wait on you, even when we may not understand. We thank you again just for your goodness to us and for meeting with us. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.